right, we're back this week. And the great news is there will be no sorry, I'm just uh there will hopefully be no uh audio issues. So I want to apologize for last week. So if you've been uh if you're a regular listener or you've been listening to what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, there has been uh a bunch of different computer issues I've had. So um Last week, I knew I wouldn't be able to upload the podcast because of the previous week of not having a laptop. So rather than try to um, post it and everything, we just, especially since we were trying a different episode um, after playing around on the Anchor app, we thought, well, we'll just go straight into Anchor and upload the episode right after. Um, and I noticed when we were recording, Ward had a lot of issues where his... Um, vocal just was awful it sounded terrible and uh i I asked him about it that's why we started a bunch of times because it would it would let us record and for six seven minutes it was fine and then afterwards it would just you know go to hell (laughs) it would sound terrible and so when we put the episode up it sounded awful but still want to post it anyway because it was shit it was bullshit (laughs) it was awful it was it was just there were times like the the other episode where we did the playlist wasn't as bad because there were shorter segments like we were starting and stopping right so that wasn't nearly as bad but the the main episode was just awful because you'd sound like a robot like it would just go just hell in hand basket was awful yeah so this year this week we're uh since i have i have the new computer uh i got it on Wednesday and did a lot of um, work on it, got it all set up, got it all backed up because I had to get a few uh, albums that I had previously downloaded. Um, Obviously, they got erased because my backup was about two or three days before the computer crashed. So I just had to re-get those. Um, Not terrible. You know, overall pretty good. It is up and running great. Uh, It is (laughs) insanely massive. Um, I definitely underestimated how big a 27-inch Mac iMac is. Whoa! Oh wait, 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 wait! It's not a MacBook. No, it's it's uh, an, an iMac. Oh, I, I, I thought you were getting another another MacBook. I, I went with this one because it's a little bit. It was a little bit cheaper of an option, and uh, I just thought, you know, I have taken my I have taken my laptop a few times places, but mainly even when I travel, it's always just like my iPad and and my phone. So I thought I'll just go ahead and take the, I'll just get the iMac because it's, it's much cheaper. Like, okay. I, I don't care. Mentioning I paid 680 bucks for this. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's holy cow. It's, it's not, I could have got a newer one. It'd have been like 200 and something more, but like I said, I don't use a, a, a computer all the time, but it's 5k um, one terabyte. I had to have at least a terabyte because my laptop was 500 gigs and I was like 40 gigs away from maxing that thing out on the Mac side instead of the boot camp side. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I went with one terabyte uh, and uh, like I said, 5k right. resolution, which is nice. Like for watching movies, especially a couple that I've uh, obtained recently, uh, even though I haven't watched them, like it's going to look good on there. Um, Airplane stuff like that's going to work really well. I can stream it to like my Roku. Um, I haven't upgraded because I can upgrade the OS uh, versus what I had on my laptop. 
but I'm just so happy it's running right now that I haven't upgraded or tried to. <laughs> right. I'm like, ah, I'll just leave it alone right now. Uh, and then I, I got the wireless um, trackpad and the wireless keyboard because like I was that's what I was doing um, leading into uh, the recording tonight. I've been looking at flights because I'm going to get my flight probably tonight because I, I think it's going to be the cheapest time to get it. You need to go ahead and get that thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was asking like when you're – because I – the flights are so pricey leaving Monday. It just isn't feasible. Like I'd be paying so much more money than I would on an Airbnb just for one night. So there's one over in the five points area. Um, so I may go to that one and it's, it's pretty reasonable. And like I said, it's, it's cheaper than paying extra on a flight. And that's with my credit too, by the way, like leaving. Uh, most of the flights would be like 200 bucks extra. And an Airbnb wouldn't cost me 200 bucks. So, Right. Yeah, Five Points is the area that I was kind of hoping to get in before. But, I mean, what you found is way worth it. It's not that far of an Uber. It's a little oh, bit yeah. of a to be walked, but it's like a 7 to 10-minute Uber ride. It's worth it. Um, and what's great about that place is there's so many different things around it. Yep. Um, I considered going there because they have a bunch of spots open on that Monday night, but I can still save about like five or 10 bucks. I think about the 10 to 20 bucks actually. And um, uh, five points has a lot of different things. I'm, I feel like I could get, you know, lunch or dinner or something there and be, be set. So. Definitely. That's where two of the coffee places I like are nowhere there as well. That head shop oh, nice. that we went to is there. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to everything. I'm getting everything like I'm really late to getting everything booked. Um, so that's kind of like what I was doing tonight was because I was trying to see like I, usually I can fly into uh, Pittsburgh or Dulles um, in DC, and I'm just kind of seeing what's cheaper. So it's actually going to be cheaper for me to. Uh, I have to leave from Pittsburgh because I'll be in there because of the national, but then uh, it's actually a little cheaper. And if I end up using my mm-hmm. um, uh, Southwest credit, I will actually still have credit left over if I fly into Dulles. I'll save like 40 some bucks still. Like, so I can have it for another flight at some point because there's never it expires now. So, Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Southwest is who I'm going with and th- like, I haven't flown much. At all, our our listeners probably don't realize yeah. this, but you and I thought about this. Just I didn't yeah. realize this. <laughs> I've this is only the third time. This is the this will be the fourth time I have flown. Um, only the third time ever I've done like buying and figuring out flying on my own. Uh, one time the trip got canceled and then the other two times that I have, there's been two other times I flew that like the first time I ever flew. And then when I went to Europe that someone else handled the getting of the tickets and not all of that. So I just gave them money. Uh, so, so this is only the third time I've ever actually yeah. like nailed all this stuff down on my own, but I got really lucky with Southwest. I like Southwest anyways. They have a great deal for luggage, even though I probably won't need it. Uh, you know, like the two bags can be checked for free. 
I probably won't need to check a bag. But if I buy too much merch at Furnace Fest that I need to check a bag on the way back, I can. And it won't cost me anymore. But anyways, my point is I got super lucky that for under 250 bucks, like well under 250 bucks, I have round trip direct both ways at great times during the day flights it's awesome because like it's insane how expensive all the flights were uh and so to find oh, yeah. that is like mine... totally worth it it's only like seven seven to eight hour drive but i don't trust my vehicle and rental cars are way too expensive right now i'm not spending that so and also like for rental uh to drop it off in another location is really expensive i just know from the past of looking it up right um but my flights total, like what I'll have to pay is probably one fifty. And that's with the the flights from like Pittsburgh to Morgantown or Morgantown to Pittsburgh and then you know, back because I have to take a flight, like a small flight, uh, from somewhere, whether it be Dulles or Pittsburgh to Morgantown. So that's not terrible. That'll actually be the most that's what, like straight cash off the pay for those, but the other ones are pretty much covered. And like I said, I'll still have a credit with Southwest if I do the Dulles on Tuesday. And I'll be home in the evening, which isn't terrible. Like, I'll have a little bit later of a flight. Like, it's 10, I think, when I leave, uh, which isn't which isn't bad. And then I get to um, – Right. Because my, my, with me watching the National, like, I know I'll, I'll figure out something that night. But uh, going into Tuesday, um, I think I leave it. I'll be in Alabama like around three or three thirty, and the Airbnb check-in time is three, so that works out kind of perfectly. Yeah, it's not bad at all. We're gonna have to like find stuff to do. Well, no, because you check in Tuesday, uh, so be, you'll have to find something yeah. to do. Um, me, I, when I arrive on Wednesday, I'll be good. Yep. I was about to say we'll have to find something. To, I have to find something to do until I check in to Airbnb. Um, now you'll be good because yeah. be, I'll be like the check-in time. Like says, and if it was like an hour difference, most of the time I just ask them. I'm like, hey, do you care if I check in like an hour early? And most right. of the time they're fine with it, as long as there's either one no guest or you know, you just kind of give them the heads up. Like I wouldn't just show up an hour early and expect it to work. But uh, right, right. Let's uh, let's do a little pivot here. Uh, you know, might as well start. We, yeah. <laughs> uh, after about eleven minutes of just conversation, actually, eleven was just like kind of catching up after those like really bad audio episodes, which I did a lot of. I had a lot of fun doing the playlist yeah. episode. Yeah, I had so much energy. That's why I posted those that night, and it being like three hours of sleep. But <laughs> it just the audio was just atrocious. But it was it was not bad on the playlist one as as bad. But it was still pretty right. bad. Like I can't wait to do it yep. again, um, and hopefully yeah. it goes better next time. I think you're going to use your phone next time. For that, using that app, I'm going to try my phone because my iPad is an iPad Mini. It's a bit older, and I think maybe it just doesn't, for whatever reason, it doesn't work well connecting with the Anchor app. We don't seem to have the issues yeah. on the Spotify Live, but with the Anchor app, it just seems to no. give some problems. Uh, so I think I'm going to try my phone whenever we do one of those again. 
Sounds good because I'm de- like I said, definitely would like to do one for for Furnace Fest in you know a few weeks. But also, what I'm getting excited about is you saw in the group chat. We have uh, eight right now uh, confirmed for our league. Uh, we had twelve. I think two have dropped out. Well, actually, three have dropped out because um, I got one. I, I still have the one uh, TBD. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we should roll with eight, which would be kind of wild? Or should we just, like, try to get two more? We could always try to see if we could get Brett and somebody else. I have not done enough fantasy football to really say. Usually when I've done it, we've had somewhere around ten. Uh, so I've never had below ten. Yeah, so I'm not used to what it's like with less. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of – I'm open to whatever because I haven't experienced it that little, so I don't – you know, I just don't have enough experience to know if it's like wouldn't be worth it for some reason. I would say let's try and get Brett again. Brett was our guest yeah. a few weeks ago, listeners on Top Plays. Uh, so uh, he's interested in it. I would say uh, it'd be worth it to try and get him. And, you know, then if we can get someone else. So it is 10. You know, 10 work. We know 10 works yeah. well. 10's good. Ten's good. You have still have two divisions. Um, if we would do eight, I'm considering changing this aspect to kind of make it because I feel like the the rosters are going to be really loaded. Because that's if you go from ten, which would be everyone's drafting like fifteen, sixteen players, so like 160 players getting taken, you literally have 32 more players just available to you. I think that I would do right. Um, increase the roster spot. Well, I don't know if I'd increase the roster spot, but I think I would do either another flex or a third receiver or something like that to where it was more challenging because I feel like the teams would be so loaded otherwise. Right. I mean, another flex or a third receiver is almost the same thing. Granted, you yeah. can use a running back as a flex, but still, it's not more tight. But yeah. They're so I even thought about like just doing like three receivers, two running backs, two flexes. And just the, that way you have two more players you have to start to kind of like, you have to think about it then. And that way it takes a, just a, you know, so it's not as, you know, man, everyone's just run through everybody with like eight teams. And then everyone would play each other twice. Right. And then probably two weeks of playoffs would be my guess. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that sounds about right. But if we can do 10, that's what we did the first year of the BC League. And it was uh, two divisions. Um, you play everyone in the division twice. So there's eight games and you play five. Um, across the way and then we did a six we did six teams in the playoffs um we did a wild card round and then um of course you know your semifinal and your final so i think that took us to week 16 uh there's just almost no way that would work um under like the current model at all like the, with it was fine the the other way we did it because so we did four, four. Last year, how did we do it? Because we, uh, we had three. It was different because we did three divisions. Three divisions of four. Okay, yeah, that's what we did. We did three divisions of four. And so we played everyone in our division twice and then everyone else once. So that equal 14 games, then three weeks of playoffs. So that took us right to 17. So really, unless you have 12, you're not going to. 
it's not going to work out that way because you're going to have a weird matchup there where you like so you play another one a person three times or something and then it's kind of funky. I don't like that as much. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't really know enough of trying different ways. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think whatever you do, I'll be okay with. I'm just going to go into it. You know, it's just. So how are you, uh, how are you doing with the, you're watching ESPN. Um, I listened to the podcast tonight as I was exercising and I saw that they're doing 24 hours. It's actually like 28 hours of fantasy from like 7 PM tonight. Uh, we're recording on Monday and this may not go up until, until Tuesday. So from seven o'clock Monday night to I think 11 o'clock Tuesday night, they're doing like 28 hours of fantasy, a bunch of different drafts, a bunch of different coverage, just like 24 hours fantasy. Wow. Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. Cause it's saying that coming up ESPN as part of this, will be just doing this coverage will be what, uh, that's what sports center will be when it comes on tonight. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you're reading, you're, you're researching cause you sent me an article, uh, which we can talk about a little bit later. I did write that on the, the docket for tonight. Maybe bring that talk, topic up. But uh, you're even like checking out some reading and whatnot. Yeah, it's not as much saying like I am going out of my way. I'm like making the initiative of like I'm going to look up stuff. But like when I was waiting on you for us to start tonight, I was just like, you know, what? I'll turn on TV, see if any sports is on. And I saw this. I'm like, you know, what? it's about fantasy. I should pay attention. Or like the article that we'll talk about later came up. Like I got a notification on my phone through ESPN and ESPN Plus. And I was like, ah, I should probably look at this. So it's that thing of when I, I'm not looking for fantasy stuff, but when it comes up. <laughs> but if it finds you, you're like, all right, I'll give it a, yeah, give it a look. When I, come a, when I come across it, I'm going to pay attention now. I don't know. You've, I'm not, I, don't, I don't recognize myself anymore. <laughs> I I usually don't do any kind of like fantasy preparedness at all until I already have like my team and fantasy has started and then I'll do it the leading up to the games. You know, like, hey, is someone hurt? Oh, do I need to trade? Hey, I need to switch out something. Let me look and see what a good option is. And so it's going to get really wild when you start looking at stat lines, like on the bottom scroll and you start converting it automatically in your head to fantasy points. (laughs) Like someone rushed for 98 yards and a touchdown. You're like, okay, that's 15.8 points in fantasy. (laughs) And then if you had like, cause I do, I like to do bonuses too. Like if they had hundred yards, do a bonus. Um, Right. If they have like a 20 yard run or 25, uh, 20 yard catch, I think as well, that's a bonus just cause like, it's fun. The more points you can get, you know, it just makes it kind of fun and challenging and, then you just like it's it's the worst when you start counting every yard and you're like there is one game and I know I mentioned this last season where I think it was the first season we did a BC league and it was a Monday night game between the Broncos and Chiefs and I was playing my players were all done the the person I was playing had Travis Kelsey left and all I'm hoping is like Travis Kelsey it's at the very end of the game too they're going on their last drive and all and they have to get it because Denver's winning right now. And so, like, they're playing for real at that point. And I'm just like, God, please don't let Travis Kelsey get, like, 20 yards. <laughs> he can only get 18 yards. I ended up winning by, like, point. It was the closest win I've ever had. It was, like, by point three or point four or less. It was, it was like, point two or point three, somewhere in that range. 
a points away. Like it was probably point two six or something. That's like close. like he could have got two yards and been okay, but if he got three, I would have lost. And it's like that's how close it was in that game. And I was just every yard, I was like, please tackle. <laughs> it was fun and insane. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, I like quarterback receiver combo if you have the same team if you have like quarterback and receiver on the same team i like that bonus i do too yeah or if you have like yeah because it's just it's just nice that because then you're rooting for like well one you're probably rooting for two players on the same obviously two players on the same team but you're like you're really wanting them to hook up like in the end zone or or something just because it gives you right like, like a bonus touchdown basically which is nice because i'm probably gonna right. i mean I'm, depending Wait. who i have and everything i might try to do that we'll just kind of see how Everything, because like in my mind, um, you know, I, I think it's kind of clear who's at the top um, as far as like just players in general. Like, I would kind of like to get like a really solid running back or a really solid receiver. Uh, you know, probably one of the first couple picks. Um, even though we're, right. we're doing more, we're doing auctions, so it's like you just put bids in. So something like that would be kind of like how I'd want to start my team. Uh, and kind of go from there and maybe get like a stack, but like that probably wouldn't be my main focus is probably get like a stack of like a secondary player or, or my wide receiver right. two or something like that would be probably more I would lean towards this year. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be a main focus to me either. I mean, I did it last year, not even necessarily on purpose. It's just what happened. Mm-hmm. And then Lamar ended up getting hurt, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how some things are going to play out. Uh, I mean, the pre this is like official now. Um, I I'm not. I, I know we've we've kind of like say hey, football starting and stuff, but I honestly don't really care if I watch preseason because one, it's meaningless. Like I don't even watch NBA preseason. Um, right. Same. I don't really. It's been on the these games lately, but I'm not really paying attention. The, the only time I pay attention, honestly, is the Steelers. And the only reason why I like preseason and just exclusively for my team is just because you see some other players that are like, you know, your backups. Right. Oh, this guy might be pretty good. This guy, you know, might be making a name for himself. That's really the only reason I watched the preseason because it's kind of fun. So the Steelers had their first preseason game on Saturday and actually was really looking forward to it. So I gave it a watch. Um, oh, man, I... I was, I already told you like that first drive, I'm already drinking the Mitch Kool-Aid and I just, it's just nice to have a quarterback, all respect to Ben. It's just nice to have a quarterback that can throw downfield, you know, just make the throw downfield. <laughs> right. Right. Like Trubisky is not a star no. quarterback, but he's not, he's, he's serviceable and you like him not doing well in Chicago was more to do with just a bad program than him. Exactly. See, that's what I think too, because I, now if he went here and just was a complete bust or something, but I think he can go here and kind of learn a few things. I know he spent last season as the backup on Buffalo. I don't right. mind having him on the team. I think he's going to start. You know, my feelings about Mason Rudolph. Uh, I don't want him to be the backup at all. Uh, or, you know, I, I mean, I know he will be the backup. I don't see them being, I don't see it being Kenny Pickett. Um, but Kenny Pickett looks really good in the game. I right. was very impressed. Kenny Pickett may, I don't know. Kenny Pickett may pass Rudolph as the start, as the, as the second string, as the back. I think maybe by season's end, I think that it depends when, if it's like, 
week 12 or something, maybe. If it's week three, let's say, I hope not, but let's say Trubis gets really seriously injured and is out for the whole year, week right. three, it's not going to be Kenny Pickett. They'll put in they'll put in um, right. Rudolph. But maybe later in the season, may, possibly. But, I mean, the, the fans are definitely – it was actually one of the loudest crowds I've seen for a preseason – or I've heard for a preseason game because they were really in it. Um, Pickett, like I said, he did really well. Um, Pickens – the receiver from uh, Georgia who, who dropped in the draft, like he looked really solid. Like he had some really nice grabs and like some like nice tight uh, toe touches as well. Like he was definitely aware of his like surroundings and everything. And that's always key for a receiver. Cause a lot of times, you know, you don't, you don't want to be out of bounds with cash. So he was really right. His uh, awareness was very, very good. Right. Yeah. That's definitely important. And then this week we play, your Jags. Yeah. Jacksonville <laughs> looked really good to start of their last preseason game, and then they fell apart as when the second and third string started coming in. So who knows? But I do think Jacksonville will be better than last year. I don't know if that means playoffs. Um, How many, I think they'll be I'm, I'm, I can't remember. Was it one win last year? One I'm not being me. Two. I know, I know. I know it wasn't me. I know it was me because they got like the the number two or three draft pick. Yeah, the number one draft pick. Oh uh, yeah, again. Yeah, we got Walker. Okay, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you know, I forgot who. Yeah. We... <laughs> two years in a row. Yeah, I guess that's what yeah. it brings to the table. <laughs> right. Doesn't even know who Aaron Donald yeah. is. <laughs> Jeez. Um. But, but yeah, like I do think we'll be better. I again, I don't know if that means we're gonna have uh, playoffs, but I do think we'll be better. So, yeah, I don't know about playoffs, but I definitely think better, uh, especially being in the division. Like, um, I think Indy's gonna be better this year. I think they're probably gonna be about ten, maybe even eleven wins, just because of the division. I don't know about Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to be kind of like a 500-ish kind of team. And then um, who else is in your division that I'm missing? Oh, the, the um, Texans. And the, oh, yeah, they're – no. No. Yeah. No. So, no, they're not going to be good. They have they have potential for, you know, to build something there, but it's going to take a while. Oh, yeah. They, they need a lot there. They have nothing other than, right. like, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. That's and it. he's – yeah, he can't carry the team by himself. Um, right, but yeah, it was. I do, I do think they have a decent coach at Texans, but I don't know if the program will give him time that it takes. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that roster, you you can't be expected to win those players. You you don't. You have no, no one in skill position at all. Uh, you had the whole Deshaun thing last right. year, just kind of looming over, and then now the Browns have that because they're like, hey, we're just going to give you like a lot of money guaranteed. It's cool. Right. And now he hopefully won't play this whole year. Ah, uh, yeah. I know we've, we've definitely made our feelings known on that, but I think yes, it would have been have. quite funny and kind of wild if you had got injured against Jacksonville. <laughs> Not, I mean, uh, yeah. You never want someone to get hurt, but at the same time, I don't have much respect for the things it appears he has done that and uh, if he, it would have just been very poetic 
if he had gotten hurt in the preseason game. Listen, I wouldn't root for an injury, but I also wouldn't have cried about it either. <laughs> had it happened, right. I'm like, oh, right, yeah. So the football but, guys have shown yeah. judgment. I mean, <laughs> he is he's still in the top twenty quarterbacks of fantasy right now. Like he's like number eighteen or nineteen on the list of the thing tonight, but he's still even in that. It's, I guess they're waiting until there's actual ruling before they say. I I personally wouldn't take him, just me. But oh no! But even if I was wanting to take him in fantasy, um, it would be very hard to take him in the draft. It'd be I feel like it'd be like a if I was going to take him, it'd be very late because one, there's a decent amount of quarterbacks this year that are actually pretty decent for fantasy. And he's going to miss, I mean, bare minimum six games. I mean, bare minimum. So, I mean, more more likely it'll be more. And I'll be surprised if it's not the whole season at this point, especially the way that the NFL is kind of like kind of put their flag down saying this is what we want. But uh, right, I, pers- I definitely wouldn't use a draft pick on it or even like auction money on him at all. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I like I said personally, I'm not gonna draft. He's just not a player. I want to like my team. No. And so sometimes there are just certain players I just right. don't draft and, and uh or or pick up or what have you, and he will not be um riding my bench or anything this year. So No. Uh when do we have like a time frame when we're supposed to get an idea if the appeal goes through or whatnot? I mean, it should be pretty soon. I mean the, the season starts in like I know our draft would be like in three. That's why I sent that message tonight to kind of like confirm because, yeah. But uh, I think we're about four weeks out. I mean, it's got to be pretty soon because there's, yeah. let's see, 15 days. That's uh, the tomorrow already, so 16. Yeah, it's going to start that. I mean, you have to have a decision before that Sunday for sure. Right. If it's supposed to be before the season starts, then you got to let them know. And I would think they would want to go ahead and let Cleveland know too. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland should already be prepping for at least six years yes. about it. Right. So, and I, mean, I think I guess... they are. I think they have a scenario. I know that's what I've heard, and I think it's accurate, that they have strategies in place for if it's six weeks or if it's a full year. So, Let's uh, hit over this debate because I, I just thought it was kind of interesting because I want to see kind of where you stand. And I like I said, I didn't read the whole article yet. Yeah. I know you did send me the PDF form of it, but uh... – the, the top two players that said to that were going basically too high, they thought, in fantasy drafts this year is uh, Zeke Elliott um, and uh, Saquon Barkley. Yes. And just so listeners are, know what we're talking about, this is from ESPN senior writer Eric Carabell, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Uh, so it's the fantasy football do not draft list which he didn't make it as a list. He wrote it all in paragraph form, which I'm like, I just wanted a list. So he he wrote it all, See, his reasonings behind it. And uh, yes, for running back, he put really high Ezekiel Elliott and also Saquon Barkley. And it's Saquon is the risk of getting hurt again, just like Christian McCaffrey, there's the risk of getting hurt again. And Ezekiel... Mm-hmm. He was healthy most of last year, but he just didn't play very well. Where on the flip side, Tony Pollard really 
outplayed him last year. He he dealt with some nagging injuries, even though he played through them last year. I mean, that's going to happen pretty much in football to, to anybody, but they're not on my do not draft list, but there there's a certain point to where I wouldn't pay for them. And then, I mean, that's, you could say that about a lot of different players in fantasy, but if I got Zeke at a decent price, I would take Zeke because you know, he's going to be considered the main running back, even though they have Pollard, it's going to be Zeke that's getting a majority of the carries. Like at least I would say he's going to at least get 18 to 20 touches a game. He may not catch but... a ton of passes, but he's probably going to get like at season's end. He's probably going to get you somewhere about a one to twelve hundred yards, probably eight to ten touchdowns. I mean, that's not bad Maybe. if you get him for a good price. But I'm not paying like forty bucks for Zeke. No, that's too much. He's not. He would not be my num- my running back number one. No, he would be my number back. It depends who's. It depends. What players I've like when my like I don't want to use it for we're doing auction style so it's a little different, right? But like if we're comparing them just say rounds like if I wouldn't depending who who's already off the board and everything have I taken like uh, a running back and a receiver first and this is my third pick and he's he's like he's a pretty solid RB two. He's not a great RB1, but he's a pretty solid RB2 compared to, like, who else would be on the board around, let's say, like, he's probably in the 15 to 20 average draft position, I would say, as far as, like, his position. Yeah. But what if he – so here's my thing. What if he performs about like he did last season? Well, like – well, I mean, anyone could get injured. I mean, look at at, uh, Henry last year. Like, he was doing great, just crushing everybody. But – Right. Anyone can get injured being football on a contact sport, but if he's fully healthy this year, it's his last. It's his last year. He's a free agent next year, so he's in a contract year. So he has a lot to prove. And then, I mean, there has been chatter about Pollard being better, and mm-hmm. he was in a lot of games and a lot of instances last year. So if the lines can hold, if the line itself can hold up, and he can be like a even like 90% healthy or something throughout the season. I mean, you know, he's going to get a lot of a majority of the work. I still think depending on the price you get for him, he might be a kind of a bargain. But like I said, he, right. Yeah. That's, I think that's possible. And I didn't think about the whole, he has something to prove because of where he is with his contract. Uh, yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, as someone who just looked out and got Pollard last year, just randomly, um, he did incredible. Yeah, Pollard did like who's a really solid um, backup last year for sure. Uh, and, and like, so he would be someone maybe like you kind of like the like the handcuff you where you try to get like a backup for like a star running back or something like that to where if something does happen, the other person just right. kind of slides into the role and and at least does decently well. And Pollard did well last year a lot. Right. Um, I would say unless it's a really cheap price, I would, based on last year, I would do a Pollard number two before I would do a Zeke number two. Because I just just suspect, so, well, two things. I think Pollard is also looking to prove he did better than last year. I think Zeke is shaky. 
Like, I think there's a 50-50 chance Zeke's going to be at best what he was last year. And I think there's a 50 chance. And, and then there's also a 50-50 chance that he's going to blow it out of the water and just do incredible. I just, I don't think, I don't have enough faith that he's going to be back to form, though. I don't have enough faith that he's going to be. Now, with that said, if it's cheap enough, yes, I would get him. But if they're the same price, unless it's really low, I would probably go Pollard. Because I think Pollard is wanting to show why he, like, last year was not a fluke for him being as good as he was. Uh, so. I think you have to go well, – the way I value it is, like, touches. So I look at what – like, a because, like, that's what I liked about Henry last year. That was, like, one of my favorite things I like because there's, there's no competition. Right. No. I mean, you might have a guy come in right. for three or four carries a game, but an actual – like – you're not going to have an actual committee running back or splitting close to 50-50 on carries. You're going to have pretty much he's dominating. And I think for the most part, I'm not saying they would do it the whole game, but I would say 75% of the work at least would go to Zeke. So that's the reason why I was, at a good price I would like him because he's going to get the work. If he's healthy and the line stays healthy, right? I think that's a good good price for him. Now, I would probably cap him – and this is this is all hypothetical because it depends, you know, what players I've drafted, how much I've spent already on my roster. Well, all right, hold up. Yeah. Just just because it's pertinent, sorry to interrupt, but they are talking about him uh-huh. right now in this show. He is number twenty in top twenty, and they're saying they're expecting him to have. They're projecting him to have under nine hundred rushing yards and not even double digits of touch. Yeah, I don't – double digits is pretty tough unless you're like a really – either a goal line back right. or something. Um, so that, that can be a yeah. little tough. So I'm not going to discount that. But my guess is 1,000 a, a, a to 1,200 yards, I would say probably most likely is about 11, uh, 1050 to 1125 or something would be my guess. And my – I would probably – I don't say this is like my hard cat. Like I said, it all depends what I've spent, who's on my team, what players I have already, the positions and everything. But – if I could get Zeke for twenty bucks, I would pay. I would pay twenty bucks for Zeke. So that's that seems pretty good. Oh yeah, you know, for for a guy yeah. that and if he's like my third, if he's a flex player for me, that's a good flex. Right, that's a really good yeah. flex. Well, he doesn't catch a lot though, does he? He can. He didn't last year, but like a couple years ago, right. he actually didn't do too bad. Like he didn't have a ton of catches. He he's not like um like a uh, um. Sorry, my uh, Eckler. He's not like an Austin Eckler or anything, but he he does he can and does catch the ball. But it's right. just the Dallas is going to be a, a pretty good offense this year. I mean, you're going to have um some catches to go around because if you look at it, they have a they don't have Cooper there anymore, so all of Cooper's catches, and they don't have Cedric Wilson either, so those catches got to go somewhere. And so I'm thinking, you know, we're looking at maybe Zeke, maybe Pollard gets a few. Um, they have some other receivers as well, but CD Lamb's gonna have a high uptick in his catches. Um, maybe Donald Schultz. So there's there's definitely some catches to go around with with Cooper not being there anymore. And so I think maybe he could get a slight uptick on that as well. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I would go. I would go Zeke for Wentz Saquon 
or I would too. McCaffrey. Even though both of them the should be back why... and healthy, it's just it's just like they're pro- they're so prone to injury. I think it's a risk. Let me say two things here. I would definitely I would go, and then again, this is all based on price and everything. I think Zeke has a safer floor than Saquon. Like I feel like he, I know what he would get me, but Saquon has a higher ceiling. If Saquon stayed healthy, yes. I think he can be. Yes, I think if he stayed healthy, he's a better running back than Zeke. But he also has the injury history, and he has a lower floor, I think, than Zeke. Even though he is the lead back in that role, it just. I plus I like their offense. I like Dallas's offense better too, and that factors into fantasy teams right. for me too. Like I, if I have a right. good offense, I'm gonna lean towards you a lot versus a team that doesn't have as a solid of an offense. Right. No, I'm with you. I just, yeah, like, if Saquon stays healthy, the chance of payoff is super high. I do think if he stays healthy, he will be much higher points than Zeke. Same thing could be said for Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, I think much higher points than Zeke. The problem is both of them are so prone to injury that I would be really scared to go after either of them. Also, because like I, I, I got hit for it. I got McCaffrey last year, and dude got hurt what twice? Yeah, yeah. He didn't play. What, he played like six, to, probably six to eight games. Would be my right. Guess. Yeah, like he got if that he got hurt kind of early, six. didn't miss much, and then he got hurt again later. Yeah. Let me tell you my take. The only reason I'm hesitant for McCaffrey, the only reason is because it's been two injuries two years in a row. Prior to that, really three, two. Because prior, he had, prior he had two, he had two. Two injuries last year. Yeah, one wasn't what I mean as big. Two big injured seasons is what I, what I mean by it. Yes, where he's missed a, a, right. a lot of time. I think I heard today he played ten games the last two seasons. So that yes. being said, prior to that, he only missed one game ever, out, other than a bowl game where where he sat out. So there's technically two games, but one due to injury prior to the two years. But the two years back-to-back for me scares me off a little bit. But I would take him 10 times out of 10, 100 times out of 100, whatever you want to call it, or however you want to say it. I would take him over either one of the backs we just mentioned because I feel like that he can be a fantasy, like, titan. Like, he can just yeah. be LT, you know, in his Ladainian Tomlinson, like, in his, in his prime – uh, for fantasy, because he, he he can catch and he can run, and right. he can he because he did it. I'm pretty sure he had a thousand yards each one season. That's insane. So I mean, the risk. Yeah. I mean, he can have he can have the impact of like a King Henry. Oh yeah, in fantasy. easily. I mean, I think, and I, I, I if the stat is correct, minus the two short games where he got injured early in the game and and like he didn't go back in. He averaged 27 points a game in the other, like, eight games. A game. That's insane. 27 points. 
that's what he's capable of doing. His, his he's like another plane if he stays healthy. That's that's the risk though. The yeah. risk is you're spending a lot on a right. player who could potentially get injured. That would be the only like fear of taking him. And that's I mean that would be my only fear of taking him like because if it wasn't for the injury. I like Baker Mayfield as their quarterback this year. I, I hope he gets the job. I think that's I – mean, he's a much better fit, and I think that could be a decent offense because if you have McCaffrey, you have DJ Moore already, you have Baker, you have Robbie Anderson, that can be a pretty decent offense. Um, Darnold, no. Get, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. But, yeah, he can be just otherworldly if he can stay healthy this year. Yeah. Right, and that's the thing. It's just a matter of if. But no, I'm with you. I would take him, if the money was right, I would definitely take him before Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott for sure. Uh, yeah. I wanted to like move on because uh, just so we don't go too long, still talking about fantasy though and talking about the like do not draft list, I, I found it very funny and I yeah. even pointed out to you that uh, this guy, Mr. Carabell, or ESPN, uh, when he was making a list of like wide receivers to kind of stay away from, he put any New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, because see, I don't there. I don't hate Kadarius Tony though, but he's not going to be like he would be like a bench player that I hope does well or something. He wouldn't be like I got to start this guy. He right. may be a flex depending how season's going, but he's not like a guy that he would be a guy on my bench and like I hope he pans out or I hope he stays healthy this season and just crushes right. it. But he wouldn't be a guy that like I'm relying on. I wouldn't want to take him to rely on him at right. all. Right. Now, speaking of do not draft list, do you have anyone just because of say price, you personally wouldn't draft because th- I have that. Whereas, and it's not like that. Uh, like, I guess if I go for a good deal, I would take them. But for what people are like in our fantasy and our auction, right? And this would be like if you're playing like say a, like a snake draft or something. This would be like you you would take them, but not at the current draft position because you don't want to take a this player that high or something. And for me. I, I had uh, Patrick right. Mahomes' rookie year, and I love Patrick Mahomes, but it just like, it hit the cost of him and probably, honestly, the cost of Josh Allen. I probably wouldn't draft either one because I just don't want to spend that much money on what those players would cost. I think it's just too much. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it. in my mind, it's hard to say without getting into it and just seeing what they go for. But yeah. I remember last year, how high like Mahomes went based on the people. It was like 50 bucks or something. Oh no, really... I think it was like 70 or something crazy. Like, because the person that picked that got Mahomes, that was the only thing they wanted. They got Mahomes, so they pretty much let just let the rest of their draft go on auto. They got Mahomes and they got one other player. They got Kelsey too. No, they didn't get Kelsey. I don't think. I thought that, I thought she did. Maybe she did, did, but I thought someone else got Kelsey. All I know is I didn't get Kelsey because you started the draft before I was there, and he was the first to go. And so I didn't even get the opportunity. You knew the time. I was waiting on it to load. Like uh, this year, I definitely do the same thing where I'm kind of like waiting in the room somewhere between 30 and 15 minutes before the draft. And 
and like I'll have the zoom and everything going this year as well. Um, but that's another player that I was like, I love Kelsey and he's great. You, wait, hold up. Yeah. Speaking of Zoom, uh huh. Do you are you aware that Zoom changed and a free Zoom is only forty minutes now? I did not know that. Yes. No. Interesting. Yes. Um, With that said. I pay for Zoom for my other podcast that Sergio oh, okay. and I do. I just eat the cost of like fifteen bucks a month. So, if we need to, yeah. so you may be hosting this year. Right. That's what you're saying. <laughs> and that's fine because, like I said, I'm all uh, like I'm gonna. I mean, I, honestly, I'd probably just give you my login and let you still host it. <laughs> but it'll it'll be relatively easy because I have this big computer this year, so I have uh, I'll have right. like the the Zoom up. And then I'll have, like, of course, like, uh, the Yahoo, and I'll probably have my tablet up, you know, checking players off and my book out and everything, because, yeah, it's usually what I have, like, a bunch of different stations going at one time. But, uh, uh, see, Kelsey is another player. I know you, I didn't, honestly, I mean, everyone wants Kelsey, so I'm not, like, it's not like, wow, but I didn't know you wanted him that much. Like, he was, like, one of the players you wanted most. I like him. It's just like he always—he's another one of those players that, like, if it was a, if it was a, if it was a snake draft and I got him, I would take him. Like, I would take him high because I have in the past. I've gotten him in the third round before, and I'm like, what? But he costs so much in auction style that like, I never get him because he's always like thirty to forty dollars. I'm like, Ugh. I just don't. I mean, granted, he's great because like he is basically having a receiver at tight end, and I think this right. year he's even going to be a little bit better because yes. of no Tyree kill. Right. I think they'll lean on him, but just a little bit more. Right. I think he will be, which he already is kind of like this, but as like they lean, so the Rams leaned heavy on Cooper cup last season. I Mm -hmm. think the chiefs even more so are going to lean heavy on Kelsey with Tyree kill gone and all this year. So I do think he's even going to be more valuable. But with that said, I do agree with you. He is super expensive. But I will say, if I'm looking at who's someone big I want to try and grab quick, I I would go for him before maybe like some of the quarterbacks and or like some of the running backs. I never want to pick a quarterback right off the bat anyways. Yeah, I mean, quarterback, I, I looked at just, like, I looked at all the quarterbacks I actually wouldn't mind having as far as, like, if I got, if I ended the night with them and I'm like, like all right, here's my, and of course it depends how many are in the league, too. Like, if it goes, you know, to 10 teams, I love the quarterbacks. Like, I, there's, like, at least 10 to 12 quarterbacks I'd be okay with having as fantasy quarterbacks this year. And so... I would probably put that less at a premium for me because more than likely I'm going to get at least one of the guys that I want that's on my list. So I'll be fine with it. And then I just to back up, right. I can find anybody that's a backup for one week or two weeks or what have you. Right. Yep. But uh, if there's one player you want, because I'll, I'll, I'll go first, like that you could get them at mm-hmm. a, 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 as either the going price or a price that's not astronomical. Like I'm not saying if, because everyone, if you got them at a good deal, would probably be on the table to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? But I think, obviously, if he if he didn't go high, like I would say, I definitely have my eye on Jonathan Taylor. It's probably most people do. It's not like a big shocker or something like that. But like if I could get him at his price or a little bit cheaper than his price, 
he'd be almost a no-brainer for me to get because I feel like he's the star of that offense. So he's a player that I definitely have my eye on for sure. Um, but like again, there's a cap where I'm out, I'm just out at a certain price because that's insane to spend that much of your cap on just one player. But he's high on my list for sure. Yeah, I think that makes sense for him to really keep an eye on him. I guess for me, uh, like part of me wants to say Debo again because he was so mm-hmm. amazing for me last season. But it, I don't know. I think because of who they have as quarterback is still some is still pretty much like unproven. It could cause them to use Debo even more, <laughs> which would be awesome. But then there's also that like how well will Debo gel with the new quarterback? So I'm a little unsure. Um, he's definitely going to be on my radar because yeah. I would. Uh, depending on see how high he goes. Uh, but also another one yeah. I traded and it, I needed to because of just how things were going last season, but I gave you Stefan Diggs. So I traded Stefan Diggs to you last year. He is one. Yeah. And I, other than this, I don't have any like for sure, for certain. I definitely want, but those are two players. I'm definitely going to watch again because Stefan was really good for me and he continued to do well. And I do think, and I do think he'll do well again this year, you know, playing, you know, with Josh Allen. So I think those are two I'm going to kind of look at for, for sure this year. Other than that, I have like my idea of running backs to look for, but just going to have to see how it goes. I need to figure out – I'm not too worried about quarterbacks. Uh, one thing I had thought of would be if a Diggs and Josh Allen combo would be great. But, again, like you said, Josh Allen is probably going to be expensive as hell. Yeah, I, see, that's that, – see, I think uh, – I'll, I'll circle back around here. I want to hit up Debo first because mm-hmm. I think Debo, because of how well he did last year, I think his – his bat his for for auction style is going to be too high to where it's too questionable can he repeat the same season is he going to get the running back work? because maybe he doesn't get the running back work like he did last year because that was a big part of what made him so special last year and so right rewarding because you got him at a cheap price and he ran and he caught and he has a new quarterback this year so he has enough question marks around him to where i think the how much he's going to go for is too much where i'm at Although I'd love to have Debo. Now, if I can get him at a good price again, right. if you can get anyone at a good price, you're going to take them, especially if they're a great player. Josh Allen, um, to circle back to Josh Allen, I would love to have Josh Allen. He runs, he passes, he's fantastic. He's like the dream fantasy quarterback. But, I mean, if I had to guess, he's probably going for like 30, 40 bucks. And I don't, I don't, like I said. At least. There's, you got to remember, our... You're the only really, really, at least last year, you were the only person that was really smart in our draft. So while not everyone did, a good bit of people spent quite a bit of money early on, myself included. I won't do that again, but a good bit of people did. So I mean, I did, but I got two of the three players I wanted. I got Cook and I got Henry. So it was worth it to spend like a hundred and. 
I don't know, 120 ish or whatever I spent on those two players. It was worth it because that was the goal was get two of the three running backs I wanted. Right. But I mean, a lot of people spent 60 or so on two to three people and then were like, had hardly any money left. (laughs) Well, it's like, let's look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen, like I said, would be great to have. I don't want to spend 30 bucks on him. Look at who my quarterback was last year. It was Jalen Hurts. And I spent five bucks on him. I actually, and this is, this is insane. I spent more on Justin Fields last year. I spent six or seven dollars on Justin Fields last year, and I I regret it so much because it could have got me this other player later in the draft. I can't remember who it was now. Right. But I regret it so much because I I paid like an extra seven bucks. And I could have got this other player later in the draft that was much more valuable. But, um. I it, uh, that bit aside is like I got Jalen Hurts as my starting quarterback last year. That was the goal, and then Justin Fields is going to be my backup. And I paid five bucks for Jalen Hurts. That that was a steal. No one wanted him. I was like, this is great, and he was right. pretty good. Like he maybe not in real life. I was rooting for him a lot, but like he's definitely a better fantasy quarterback. But yeah, that was a, that was a steal right. versus saying getting a Josh Allen, who is yeah, he's going to pop more points per game. But the value, if you look at the price tag. I paid, you right. know, a sixth of what he goes for, you know? Yeah, and I think that's important. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to have a Josh Allen, but I'm with you. I just think he'll be way pricey. Um, whereas Hurts, he'll be – he'll go for more than he did last year. But mm-hmm. I think he's also, like – I think – I don't think he'll be terribly expensive, and I think he'll be – very good again. I I do too. And plus, like I said, depending if we have ten teams, because like I said, we're gonna have eight. We have eight right now. If we can get ten teams, is fine. Like I'm definitely fine. Eight eight would be very interesting because I feel like it'd be wow. There's a lot of players, but like like good players left. I feel like that's why I would have to do the extra less bench and more. Um, you start more players that way. It's kind of like really makes things interesting. I feel like, and kind of keeps it even because of, because uh, everyone can have a more stacked team. Um, but if we do, let's say like 10 teams, let's say, cause that's, I think the goal is 10 teams. Let's say we do another 10 team league. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable. There's like 10 quarterbacks I'm comfortable with. So that that's another, like I said, Josh Allen, like he, that's why he's so low is because heck if I get my 10th quarterback, and I have a, a great team elsewhere, and I spent all a very small amount, then, you know, that's that's a win in my book. And, like, last year, how you got Debo at such a good price, and he – that's what you want. Right. You want a guy that's going to break out, you get him right. for a cheap price, and then if you – you know, I paid a lot of money for Henry, and up until his injury, he was worth every penny of that because I, he was getting me 15 oh, to 20 sure. points a game. <laughs> at least, right. if not more, so – you kind of want to, you basically want to shoot for it if you can get about a, you know, if you play a normal, and this is not like a super flex, this isn't like, this is just straight up quarterback, two running back, two receiver flex, tight end, just defense and, and kicker. You kind of want to try to get 100 points a game because that's kind of like the the area you want to be in. Now, if you can get more, that's awesome. But if you can get about 100 points a game, that's kind of what you want out of your team. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, um, we talked fantasy a lot, so I have nothing else yeah. when it comes to sports. I just was wanting to mention that uh, fantasy stuff, and and then I still we now we'll do like a fantasy 
focused episode at some point, but uh, yeah, for sure. The only other thing in sports I want to mention is this past Thursday was the Field of Dreams game. And mm-hmm. this is the second year they've done it. And even though I'm not a baseball fan, it's just really cool. It really is cool. It so is. for anyone that doesn't know, the Field of Dreams game, yes, they are basing it off of the famous baseball movie, Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. It is set in Iowa. Wait, I thought it was I thought it was off the game. I thought it was off the, the famous movie Angels in the Outfield. Oh, you're right. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I love me some Tony Danza, but no. Um, but so it's set in Iowa at where that was where that was filmed. I believe it's I believe it's where it was filmed. And they literally have like cornrows all around the field. It's a small field. The teams play in like super retro uniforms. They the players come out of the cornrows just like in the movie at the start of the game. It's really cool. With last year that started, and so like Kevin Costner came out and walked around in the outfield and then spoke, which is cool. But this year, the game before the game started, uh, Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. walked out and just played catch. Throwing the foot, throwing the football, throwing the baseball back and forth to each other for a little bit and all. It was a, that's really cool. It's just a really cool experience. Honestly, as much as I don't care about baseball, I would I watch at least the first half of that game every year just for the experience of it. And I don't know, dude. I think if it's something they keep doing, I wouldn't mind trying to like go to one of those. It would be a unique experience because they only do one a year, or maybe they. I think they might have amped, might amp it up at some point and do maybe two a year. But they try to do like the old school teams, like last year. Right. Honestly, I know the Yankees were in it. I can't remember who the Yankees played. To be honest, it may have been the Reds. I can't remember. Mm, could have sure. been the Reds, but it was like they try to keep it to these old school classic teams, and and that's that's kind of cool. I like the old school uniforms. I like just the the idea of it. It's. I think it was Voices Way on the Tony Kornheiser podcast around when they did it last year. It's gimmicky, but it works. It's a really good gimmicky, you know. It just yes. it's just it's a fun, you know, it's gimmicky. It's kind of corny, no pun intended. Swear to God. But it right. it just it's, works. It just feels good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It just feels so good. There's a bit of and obviously as they keep doing it, it will be less so because it'll just people will be used to it, but there's like a magic to it. In a way, you know, it's just really, it's really neat. And, uh, and yeah, so like I said, it was on last week. I didn't even realize it was on one of my customers at Slugs uh, said it was on. So, like, I missed the whole Griffey Jr. and Senior uh, pitch and catch. I missed all that, but I saw highlights of it later. But as soon as he said it was on, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll turn that on to like the main. We have we have several TVs at Slugs, but there's only one like main big screen. So I turned it, I put it on there as soon as he said it was on. Because it is. It's just a cool experience. But yeah, that's it. That's the only other thing I really had. Um, 
sports wise, we do have the plan for Christmas Day basketball, and we'll see what happens. Five games. Yeah. So, I'm definitely most excited about the Grizzlies and Warriors at night. That's going to be like oh, yeah. the ten o'clock game, probably or so. Because usually have one. That's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be a cool game. That's going to be a cool game for sure. Um, and then I think the other really great one is the Bucks and Celtics. I'm really looking forward to that too. Yes, yes, yeah, that'll be really good. So, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, we've been talking almost an hour on sports. So if you're down, then I'm down to um, transition over to side B and talk some music. Sounds good. So I feel like that I need to um, get a drink of water and see the okay. floor to you because I know you got something to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So while you're getting your drink of water, I'm going to set a scenario for everyone. I So a few weeks back, we discussed we discussed white whales of vinyl collecting what a white whale is. And then we both Tyler and I shared what are some white whales that we have and some still on our want list. Shortly after that, I got one of those white whales from seasick records, which is in Birmingham, Alabama. We will be visiting there when we go to furnace fest. Uh, so, because they had a, they had new radicals. We talked about this last week, but they had a new radicals album. Uh, Tyler happened to just be on their website and saw it and told me, so I got it. Great price, super stoked. It is now mine. Well, recently Tyler also came across two thirty eight. You should be living that's a white whale of mine. And he told me about it right now, or at least last I checked, I haven't checked in a few days, but just a few days ago I checked and there was still, and has been for a while, only one Discogs listing for this album. And it is $180. Real time update. Um, yeah. I just pulled it up just to kind of see what was going on. So you, there are, uh, I think t- there's two from other countries that are higher than that. The one for 180 is from Sweden and there's, he's selling actually two of them, but there are now two that are sold in the U S one's 150. It's on white and there's a black copy for 125, but you can also make an offer on that one as well. Okay, so there you go. All right, so with that said, at the time, there was only the one listed for 180. So anyways, Tyler came across for much less than that, somebody selling You Should Be Living online. So I jumped at it, bought it. It paid for it. We did... um, we did it for goods and services. So we're both, both the seller and myself were protected. If anything was to go wrong, yada, yada. Awesome. Paid, done, stoked. 
this thing bounced all over UP, USPS. The tracking was insane. It was supposed to show up in a week. It took two weeks. It came to Florida, went back to the state it came from, which was West Virginia, bounced over to somewhere else in West Virginia, came back down to Florida. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. So finally, after two weeks, it's out for delivery. So this was last Monday, a week ago. So to make it even more exciting, while I am like doing errands and stuff on that last Monday, because Mondays are my day off, one of my two days off, I was just listening to podcasts. And I was listening to a podcast called It's All Over. It's uh, some of the guys from the band Emery uh, just chit-chatting, all kinds of fun stuff. They talk music, they talk life, whatever. It's just kind of a fun uh, shooting the shit podcast. And so I'm listening to it, and they are talking about just like albums that really mean a lot to them on Tooth and Nail, which is the label they are now back on, actually. And then also just in general. And they talk about 238 and some of the albums they released. And they talk about this album. And I'm on the way home to get this album that's been delivered. Listening to them just by chance. Talking about how amazing it is. And I'm just the, the anticipation is just building and building and building. So I get home. I park my car in front of the mailboxes. I open my little mailbox, get the key for the big, like, locker parcel box that they put, you know, like, big packages in. Open up the parcel box. And sitting there is a bubble wrap envelope a bubble mailer not a cardboard box not a vinyl record shipping mailer a bubble mailer it is a bag that happened that's made of bubble wrap that's all it is and i see this and i just think no 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 i pick it up out of the out of the parcel locker and I can already tell there's some damage. It's bent in places. So I get it home. I take it out. The vinyl is probably okay. But this white whale of a record that I'm so excited for. That this guy, you know, still charged quite a bit for. It's an expensive item. You know, that the jacket is just bent to hell. All four corners have been up. Some of the sides have been up. It is just bent up so bad because it was put in a bubble mailer. So, if I'm going to pay this much for like a white whale, I want it to be nice. I don't want... I mean, yes, there's something to be said that just want to be able to listen to it. But no, I want the full thing to be good quality. I want this jacket to be in good shape as well. So I immediately just messaged a guy. And I'm like, hey, 
this thing came really beat up. A bubble mailer is just not enough protection. He immediately responded and was like, I'm sorry that happened. I can give you partial if you want to keep it, a partial refund if you want to keep it, or I can give you a full refund if you want to send it back. Um, uh, he said bubble mailer was the only thing he had access to within like 50 miles. You can get a bubble mailer online. Some, like, some post offices now even have them because it's become so frequent to, of mailing vinyl these days. Uh, I mean, there's lots of options. It's an excuse. He could have got an actual mailer for this. It would be safe. He did not. He chose to just ship it out like this. And so I did a full refund. He, luckily, I can say he handled it properly. Full refund. Got all my money back. But I'm still out this white whale that I wanted. And I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to try and get it again. Because I'm not going to. I don't make enough money to just pay whatever it costs for it. So it's just, just don't send records in less than a vinyl mail. Like the, like they're, 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 they're record mailers exist for a reason. And there's different qualities. Some are better than other, but they exist for a reason. A bubble mailer or just an envelope or a bag is not enough protection and it's going to get bent up and this guy should have known that i guarantee you he know he knows that that's probably why he was so quick just to send me my money back you know i mean and it's just it's just ridiculous so i'm out a white whale i got my money back yes but i'm still out of white whale and it was very sad you know, and just to make it worse, the fact I was literally listening to them talk about it on the way to get it. it don't send records in sub par packaging. If you're going to mail a record, get a good mailer and do it right. Even like someone made the point in one of the groups, um, even like a pizza box would be better. Like put bubble wrap inside the pizza box or something, you know, something like that. Make your own box would have been better than, again, record mailer. Especially, there's definitely like if I sell some for ten bucks, I I mean it's not that I don't care. I'm still gonna send you know it with the most care and everything. But it's like when you sell a record for like seventy five for me personally, if I sell anything that's like seventy five over, I'm definitely showing in double like extra care. I'm probably using one of the um, the ones where I put, like put the cardboard in it or the bubble wrap around it or something to give it extra protection. Like you just have to come on, because then you're yeah, out it's too. ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. And he took the time to put two pieces of cardboard, one on either side of the record, but they were rectangle shaped. They weren't even a full square, so they weren't even the same size. They didn't even cover the entire record itself on either side. Just... Yeah, you got, I mean, yeah, and it's happened to me. Um, with I, I don't know if we talked about it on an episode or not, but like the turnstile record that was um nonstop feeling, the guy ended up letting me keep it. So, like, all right, well, cool, at least the record's still playable. <laughs> the jacket is you know, beats of shit, it's just awful, but I have the record. I, I have no, I've never bought another copy either because it still plays and it's like a free record, so that's that's great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it's it definitely sucks for sure. 
I just the whole like you can get a record, you can get a mailer, and don't be. You shit. can get them on Amazon. Yeah, you can don't... buy them on Amazon, have them delivered in like two days, and that's like not right. even having Prime. It's just if you you can spend enough to where that you they're decent enough where you can get about twenty five of them, and then have them on hand if you want, or just say like, hey, I don't have any right now. Would you rather right. me wait or something? Other yeah, options. right. If you were going to like this guy had a list of records and pretty much all of them are on the pricier end. If you're going to be selling records, get good quality mailers. Don't even do it. It's like that thing of don't don't go out to eat if you can't afford the meal and tip. Don't don't be mailing out selling records if you don't have good mailers to put them in. Just don't. It was very frustrating. The uh, I actually put it. I actually went to the post office this morning and put it in the mail to go back to him in a record mailer. I could have just sent it back in that same bubble mailer bag, but I didn't do that. But yeah, so just if you're not, if you do not have the ability to get a good mailer, don't bother selling records that you that you have to send through the mail. Just don't. I'm not going to argue with that just as, as someone that's, you know, had just a sticker slapped on and a bunch of different things. Right. <laughs> so I definitely understand where you're coming from and uh, realize just exactly how frustrating that can be for sure. Like 100%. So, yeah. Um, and it's definitely worse when it's something you care about so much. It's one thing, like if it was yeah. like a 20, $25 record, but that's not what this record is to me. So, yeah, just don't do it. Um, do have uh, two things I like to mention uh, okay. outside of you know, sort of talking about music and whatnot. Um, I know I'll, I'll throw this one out there because I know you probably want to mention it as well. Uh, the new Norma Jean came out this week. Yes. Oh, yes. It is definitely on my. Um, my points for tonight's episode. So I haven't listened to it enough yet to really for it to grow on me like other Norma Jean records because we've talked about a lot in different groups and whatnot. Um, I don't. I definitely, I definitely don't mind it. Um, I know some of your thoughts and feelings on it. Like, it definitely incorporates a lot more electronic elements, even though they're not leaning forward with those. They're definitely in there. They're more in the background that you notice um, and not the forefront of the music. I still don't hear, like, granted, you probably have a lot more radio stations than I do, but from what I hear when I listen to radio rock stations, I definitely don't hear music like this. It's too screaming. Like, it's too, there's too much, like, say, screaming or the harsh vocal, um, even, like, in a gruff sense, uh, to where this wouldn't be on rock radio at all. Right. So I don't hear that element that I know that you said you have heard. Um, there are a couple elements that mixing wise that I'm not big on just 
personal we've already talked about spirit rhino a bunch so i'm not going to get into that but there are a couple other elements spirit no wait what you call it spearmint rhino rhino isn't it spearmint rhino spearmint revolt i think oh <laughs> i'm gonna double check while you're talking yep you're right but i'm pretty positive it's not rhino <laughs> i'm pretty sure spirit rhino must be a strip club <laughs> Spearmint uh, Rhino. Yeah, that's not. Do a Google search of that real quick. <laughs> that's not the name of it. Uh, yeah, so Spearmint Revolt, rather, is the song that is just like, I, I just don't. I, I, I like today when I was listening to it, I stopped it with 33 seconds left in the track and, and moved forward because I was like, no, no, not going to do that. So there are a couple of things like that for just mixing wise that I just don't care for. So. We'll see where where it's gonna. I know it's definitely gonna take some time, uh, just in general. Uh, I don't dislike it by any means. I just don't love it yet, and it's that's one thing. I like I know we've talked about like me, you, Zach, and I feel like Brett from the group, especially in the House Two chat, have mentioned that. I feel like for me, Norma Jean, even though they're always like they're still slightly different on each album or just there's a little change or there's like this or that. Yeah. And there are things I like about each. And that's, it's like when I go through their discography, I'm like, yeah, well, I like this about this record, like um, polar uh, similar. I love just the way that record is set up. I like the interludes and everything. If I, I just really like that record. Um, same with wrongdoers. Wrongdoers. I just love the tones they use. I think that has a lot of singles like on there that, you know, potentially could be singles. Um, all hell is great. They're all, but they're all different to me. Like they all sound different in different ways. So this one, right, is one that it's gonna have to definitely like set with me for a while because there's it's not bad by any means. I like the electronic elements. I think that's what really ties this album together. Is a lot of the electronic um, items in the background and and kind of tying the songs together. But for me, it's gonna have to set with me a little bit longer than. I mean, granted, it's only been what Monday, so it's only been like three days. And I've only listened to it maybe, right? Even though it's been like five times, it's really only been maybe three listens where I'm not like just have it on and I'm you know doing something at work or something. So it's definitely going to have to be something I have to listen to a lot more. Right. Yeah. So what I would say is first when I talk about like radio, I don't mean just your everyday like average station. I mean more like so I have. Three days great. I have seen. Ah, I have seen. No, I have seen comments about how, oh, they're really trying to get on like the serious, uh, like satellite stations, like high octane and stuff like that. That you would find like metalcore or something like a bear tooth on, but you would probably also hear a lot of like disturbed. And mud vein and that like heavier new metal that doesn't <laughs> right that like the Sturb gets radio play but mud vein is too heavy for a lot of radio play you know like so it's kind of like that thing like it's uh five finger death punch that those types of bands like that so like and I I do hear that on this album like some of that where I feel like and that's where I would say more like radio accessible. It's still definitely in the like harder rock to metal vein of radio. So yeah, it's not your everyday like rock radio, but um, 
Okay. But it's something like that. It's a little more mainstream of like the heavy of the like metal realm than they were in the past. And I mean, if if people like that, great. Okay. But to me, that's often comes across a little more generic sounding as well, and just not as good. There are also parts of this that just kick ass. So like, it's a I would go as far as to say it's a really good album. It's not, I don't like it as much as I like Doll Hale, but it's a good album. Um, it, they, it's a lot, it's very spastic and chaotic, which I mean, Norma Jean has been known for in the past, most definitely. I mean, you'd look at their roots, that's really what they come from. Uh, so nothing wrong with that either. Uh, I don't. I don't mind the electronic elements. I don't like some of them the way they do it. Also, how they mix it with some of the way they do, like they're harsh, but they're more clean kind of singing vocals. I just think some of that feels kind of forced and doesn't come over, doesn't work well to me. Um, and again, it sounds more like, oh, this band is trying to be the heavy, edgy band on a Disturbed tour. Um, more so than like just being like in the vein of music I like. And but then on the flip side, there are some album, there are some tracks that even with the electronic and stuff, it just creates like a really cool dynamic and kind of chaos and and vocally especially when he's more doing his yelling and screaming that i'm more that i prefer from norma jean it's just really good there's some excellent tracks on here that i would just love to rock out live to and then there's some stuff like i just don't really like it all uh so i think it's a very good album and at the same time a very frustrating album i also think while it doesn't necessarily sound just like what Under Oath is doing now, they definitely seem to be taking some cues of adding these electronic stuff, adding these harsh but clean vocals that I honestly think Under Oath does better. I just sound, to me, a lot of the like really extended, like cleaner singing while it's still harsh on this album sounds kind of forced to me i just don't like it as well uh but that's something i would say they're kind of taking from not just under oath a lot of the like metalcore bands are doing that now but under oath is one that comes to mind uh also with that said i know for a fact that some that i think everyone but clay crenshaw but i'm not positive on this but basically the majority if not everyone but clay in this band worked with Andrew Schwab on the newest Project 86 album that's yet to come out. And some of the more accessible vocals and using the electronic in those areas of tracks very much reminds me of some of what Andrew Schwab has done in Project 86 over the last few of like when I was last listening to Project A6, it was probably around like 06, 08, somewhere in that area, era, uh, before I kind of just stopped listening. But it was just like heavy but accessible too. Uh, 
And so like part of me, I'd be like, ooh, this sounds a lot like they they took some cues from what Andrew does. So I don't know. I just, it's a very good album. And it's also, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. I think they are trying, I think they're, they are trying somewhat to get a little more in that mainstream realm of the heavy, of heavy music, a little out of the scene. Um, and 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 they're also like pulling like ooh so these bands are doing this we should try that these bands are doing that oh we've worked with Andrew he does this it just sounds like Norma Jean taking pieces of their peers and not just making an album solely based on borrowed stuff but definitely taking what they already create and heavily using borrowed ideas okay i mean i i, I definitely i see what you're, you're meaning as far as uh expanding a more of your, like your opinion of it now uh, and just hearing what you have to say about it um i definitely see what you're meaning now about like the the different parts of it yeah and i know that was long but yeah so like i don't know i'm very i am very frustrated by this album because some of it i like so much and then there's some parts where I was just like, this just sounds forced to me. Like you're trying to reach a wider audience and it doesn't. It like, it just sounds forced, like not good, not bad, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound honest. And some of it is just true. Norma Jean, chaotic as hell, heavy. Even with all the new elements that they put throwing in there sounding great the stuff i don't like sounds a whole lot like the stuff that made me stop listening to them a few albums back so yeah that's my take <laughs> all right like i said i definitely see more of your point now as far as like what you're meaning by certain aspects of the album um I'm going to move on to something else that really took me by surprise. I was not expecting to be like, wow. Um, so I don't think this, I, I know I heard this single the previous week because uh, it was on my made for you playlist. And it was the one that featured ASAP Rocky and run the jewels. Um, but Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Uh, Black Thought is the MC of The Roots. Uh, released uh, a record together called Cheat Codes. And holy cow, I was not expecting to like that record as much as I do. Um, wasn't even really on my radar, uh, to be honest. Um, I just saw where the whole thing released Friday. I was like, oh, okay, I just heard of the song a night or two ago. Let me check out the whole record. And I have it yet because I need to buy flights and everything, but it's like, I'm on the cusp of like, I got to buy this on vinyl. It's so good. Uh, I really like it. It has kind of like that old school hip hop kind of sound. Uh, like the beats, uh, really enjoy just the songs themselves. Uh, I've listened to a bunch of times, uh, really good use of some of the features. Like I like the Raekwon feature a lot. Um, uh, of course, Run the Jewels is on it. That's that's always a good feature for for most artists, really. And uh, yeah, I really am enjoying this record. I 
mentioned the other day that yeah, I'm listening to Armageen again with like these AirPods in while I'm uh, I'm gonna mow and nope, I listened to this record instead and I've listened to it a bunch and I really do like this one. Um, it's definitely one I, I I don't know where it would be or anything, but like it's definitely one that I would automatically put on my list. To be like by year's end, this one could be somewhere on there because I've really really enjoyed it um, a lot, way more. Like I said, just caught me by surprise, but. Uh, yeah really really enjoying it just has like this nice 90s kind of hip-hop kind of sound in a way just the production elements um there are certain things that kind of like oh yeah or maybe even early aughts but uh yeah yeah i um i have to admit my mistake in when i saw that listed in new releases on Friday, I immediately thought Dead Mouse. I read Danger Mouse, but I thought Dead Mouse. So I thought like electronic DJ and didn't give it a second thought. And so then when you mentioned it to me, I was like, yeah, I just, I don't listen to enough electronica to want to listen to a DJ. And you're like, huh? This is rap. Yeah, because like I wasn't near my phone, so when I saw that, I was like, I think he's thinking of Dead Mouse. Yeah, and then I realized, and then I did. I re- right before you said it, I realized, oh wait, that's uh-huh. Dead Mouse, not Danger Mouse. I know who Danger Mouse is, and uh, so with that said, I am gonna. I do want to listen to it because you're not the only person that has mentioned it being a really, really good album. I've seen some other uh, people just like online saying that about this album. So I do want to check it out. I sh- I didn't have a chance today, but today would have worked well. Because as I've mentioned before, when I'm at work, it's hard to listen to rap. Well, for, for starters, a lot of rap isn't really appropriate when there's customers. So I'm having to stop it constantly anyway uh, at the store. Second, when I'm listening to rap, I need to really be able to concentrate on it. Uh, like some music, you can just listen to it and it can become like background. And if you're busy doing other stuff and when I'm at work, I'm often busy doing other stuff. So, but with rap, it, it distracts me whether I enjoy it or not. Just that style of music distracts me. And it's hard to like have that just as background, unless I really know it. Like if it's something I'm super familiar with, I can do that, but it uh, it's definitely an album I want to check out. Maybe I'll check it out in the morning uh, before I get to work. So, But you're not the only person that has said good things about it. So I definitely want to give it a shot. Yeah, like I said, I was caught off guard by it because I just wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, and I just, it kind of like I said, reminds me of like 90s New York style hip hop to a degree. Um, I just really like it. Um, and East Coast. I definitely will be buying it on vinyl at some point. I just, like I said, haven't yet. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one for sure. I'll be like, mm-hmm, yep, give this one a, a purchase. Yeah, and speaking of vinyl, I do like the new Norma Jean well enough that I kind of wish I had pre-ordered it. I'm not upset by the fact that I didn't because I still don't love it, but I do like it. What I like, yeah. I like enough 
it's that I'm gonna kind of keep an eye out for it on vinyl now. Did it sell it completely? I doubt it. Okay. I, think, I know they had a bunch of different pressings and everything. Right. I just couldn't remember. They had a bunch of different pressings, and some of them did sell out for sure. So I'll have to double check and see. But but no, I'm definitely going to check out. And what's the name of the new Dan- the Danger Mouse album again? Cheat Codes. Cheat Codes. It's right. a Danger Mouse and Black, a Black Thought Cheat Codes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, another release that came out this week that I am pleasantly happy with. <laughs> um, this will, I'm going to age myself. One of my favorite bands of all time that has not put out, I would say, a, re- a good album or an album that I actually want to listen to the whole thing of in quite a while. Wow, you mean I didn't expect uh, Limp Biscuit to release a new album so soon? They did another one. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> what they have or have not done. Um, Still sucks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Chaos and Bloom by the Goo Goo Dolls released this past Friday. It is ten tracks. And I'm not saying it's a great album by any means or mind-blowing or anything like that. But this is one of my favorite bands of all time. I consider Iris to be one of the best songs I have ever heard. It actually just passed one... I saw them post on Instagram. It just passed one billion streams on Spotify. Iris did. Uh, So, like... This is a band I love. I love several of their albums. I have two box sets of their vinyl. Uh, and I also will admit they have not put out, in my opinion, a good album in quite a while. And so this new album, Chaos and Bloom, while again, I'm not saying it's groundbreaking or mind-blowing, it's at least good. I can listen to the whole album. Uh, and that, for me, is enough to make me happy. <laughs> so there's a few like really good tracks on it, uh, I would say. But overall, it's just it's an average album. I'm just glad they put out an album that doesn't just suck. <laughs> oh, um, I. Uh... <laughs> that's all I had for, for music for me as far as like uh, like the releases and whatnot. Yeah, there weren't um, a ton of releases this uh, this past week for me. Uh, you know, there mm-hmm. there weren't. I will say, I recently got in the vinyl for Margot and the Nuclear So and Sos, an album that I started listening Ooh. to. I guess in college or just after college i think i started listening to it in college uh they they are not a band anymore their lead singer the main songwriter for them still does stuff but um but margo the nuclear so-and-so's as a band no longer exists but i was really excited to get to get this album and I listened to it today and I, it was just nice 
it was just nice. There are so, I forgot how many songs on the album I truly just like love. Uh, the name of the album is um, The Dust of Retreat. And that came out, I forget when, but quite a while ago. Uh, and so that's a vinyl with some other vinyls I'm glad to have, obviously. But that's a vinyl that came out recently that surprised me. I had no clue it was being released and someone posted about it uh, from the lead singer's band, his solo work band camp. He w- had these presses and I was like, oh, well, so. And I didn't even I didn't realize it when I bought it, but it's on white vinyl. So it is a color, a colored vinyl. That's cool. The worst color. No joking. That's that's Scott's the worst color. Mine's clear. I just enti- just regular clear. Yeah, this isn't a bad white either. Yeah, uh, I don't mind white. I, it depends if it's art too. Like if it goes with the art. Like if there is like a cool clear thing or something, I would mind. I wouldn't mind clear. If it goes with the art. Yeah, this kind of white kind of goes with the art. So this was just like a. It, what it, what I realized afterwards when I looked back at the band camp. I was like, did it say it was going to be white? And I just missed it. No, it was a uh, just color release. So I think people got, I think there's a, I think there's a few different colors that it came in. Um, you know, you know what vinyl I finally got this week? What vinyl did you finally get this week, Tyler Duke? The one I've been waiting for just pre-order wise, not like anticipation or anything. Right. The longest waiting vinyl that I have had ever. Uh, I don't, I think that, a year has been pretty close. I know the, the House of Balloons record was close to a year or just over under. I pre-ordered this record very close to the release date, which I want to say was March of last year. I'll look it up real quick. I finally got my Brockhampton vinyl. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. I ordered that very, very close to that album's release date, probably within like at least a couple weeks. And that album came out on June 4th of last year. So it was like 14 and I, I, it might've been like the pre-order launch might've been before the record. I don't know for sure, but it was within a week or two of that album's release. So we're looking at over a year, 14 for sure. and a half months. I've been waiting for this record and I finally got it. Now it is done very well. There's two really massive, like full size um, booklets in it. And it sounds really nice. I get to listen to it That's yesterday. Cool. So it was definitely worth the wait because the qual- it's not like there's just a, a lyric page stuck in there or something and that's all you get. So you could tell there's time put into it, but it's just like, man, that was the longest wait I've had for a record ever so far. Yeah. And Norma I, Jean's um... next. <laughs> Norma Jean's getting there. They're getting close to the date. Yeah, so we have the Furnace Fest release pre-orders that we did at furnace fest last year one of them was he is legend which we've both received and then the other one is norma jean which there's a good chance furnace fest will happen this year before we get it which means it'll be a year at least also i pre-ordered emory rub some dirt on it I can't remember exactly when that happened, but it's been a long time now. Uh, so it's been quite a while ago that I pre-ordered that. I have it just because of like the Emeryland thing. 
So I don't know. I'm not counting right. as a pre-order because I didn't pre-order it at all. I just like I knew I was getting one, so that's why I never ordered another copy. But I know that I did get an update or hear an update where that's supposed to be in November now. Right. Just, that's going to be a long I, year and a half at that point for that one. Is it a whole year and a half? I can't remember. Exactly. I want to say their album came out like in May or June of last year. And I want to say May because I know that's when Emery Day was, was in May. Right. Well, that's when for the, the actual pe- release. Though that's when the people for Emeryland got it. The actual public release of that album, fully mastered and all, was just this past was just this past weeks June. ago. But yeah, I was gonna right. say it was not that long ago at all. But when they made the live recording, uh, unmastered, available to us. That was also around when they put the pre-orders for the vinyl up. Uh, so yeah, it's been quite a while. And again, no, no um, shade thrown at them. It's just part of the reality of records. And also, they're using unoriginal vinyl, which does a really good job. But it seems like a lot of unoriginal vinyl stuff is taking quite a while right now because. On original vinyl is who did the Norma Jean that we're waiting on too. And I'm not even throwing, I'm not even saying that to like knock on original vinyl because I don't think it's in their hands either. It's just this drive by by word. Right. It's, it's just, just the boom, state boom, of boom, boom, busted caps and unoriginal vinyl. It's just vinyl. the state of, of records right now and it's taking a while. Um, so I don't know. I just speaking of Emery and, um, an original vinyl so i don't think i ever mentioned it in here on the episode but like a, a couple weeks ago or probably about a couple months ago now it was probably around like july 4th give or take and um i pre-ordered like the, the live emory records on vinyl and um uh pre-ordered the emory land exclusive uh which is like a color down the middle and I thought it was going to, because it was the uh, Emory Land exclusive, I thought it was going to have the real stamp on it that Unoriginal was doing on the jackets. The the wax seal. Yeah, like the album yes. artwork. I just thought it's really cool. I remember the album back in the day. Um, I had both the regular and the deluxe editions because uh, I wanted the bonus. I, I told yes. you I'm a whore for bonus tracks, man. <laughs> B-side yeah. bonus tracks? Yes, I will do some oh, yeah. questionable I had. There. I had the regular, yeah, I had the regular and the deluxe CD of that, and for and it had DVD with it too. Yes, and for listeners um, that don't know, the album artwork for Emery the Question, it looks looks like an yes, it looks like an old school envelope, and so like the CD artwork, it's it, it's like a picture of a wax, of an envelope with a wax seal, and. That's what the vinyl and, is as well, because I got the vinyl. I didn't do what you did, um, so yeah. Well, the back in the day, the CD you could open it up, and I don't. I think I don't think I ever did the deluxe one, but I know the actual CD when I did. Like you could pull back the the sticker on it and open it up and look at the artwork and everything. Yes, and I don't think I ever did like right. it for the deluxe one, but um, I saw where on a live on original vinyl like Instagram posts where they are doing wax seals. I was like, oh, sick. That's awesome. I have to do that. And I thought for sure that they would do it just because the way they were doing the, some of the, the stamps on them, uh, that they were going to do it for like all the records or at least the Amulet ones or something. Anyway, I get it. 
uh, with that order and it wasn't, and I was bummed. It was only the test presses. And so yes. for the record, if you're, in re- they did state that, but you had to really be paying attention. They did state yeah. in that video, cause you told me about it and we both watched it, that the wax seals were test press. So I was aware. Yeah, I, di- I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, so like I was aware that the two question lives, the question live vinyl I got, neither neither of them were going to have the wax seal. So I reached out to uh, Katie, um, who we're both familiar with because she does like their merch and everything. And I was like, hey, I just have a, a question. Uh, I really wanted the one with the wax just because I loved the record and everything back in the day. And I just thought this was so cool. Um, and so I was like, can I just exchange it and just pay the difference? And she said, yeah, that's, that's fine. She's actually what, how she wanted to do it was like, let's go ahead and just return it. And then we can buy the new one versus paying the difference in costs. Like, okay, that's, that's fine. Whatever. Um, so, right. So you got a refund. I'm guessing. Yeah. So, you got so two your- weeks have passed and yeah. I, I had checked and I said, Hey, cause I saw where it got posted on the Reddit that I follow. And I went to get on the website and it was gone. Like all of the test presses. And I was like, yeah. damn it. You gotta be kidding me. And so right. I reached out to Katie and I was like, Hey, like, um, I just want to double check to see if you guys had test presses left because I checked the website. It doesn't show any left. And just because we had talked about it before it was even sold out because it was still available on the site. Right. So uh, I didn't hear anything for two weeks. And so I had sent another message to her just kind of like follow up because I know she's busy. She works another job other than this, I'm sure. And so uh, she's like, we have one left. And I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) So at one left, you can't really be picky, but the whole time, like I was low key wanting one of those, those uh, wax seals that is like, uh, gold in the middle and then red on either end. Cause I just thought that looked super sick. Right. And that's how the record itself looks. If you got the Emily exclusive. So I wish it was like that record in the, and the thing. So, but like I said, last one, she mails it to me. Uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a trustworthy person and whatnot. So I've, I've already since mailed the record back, but I got the record right. even before I mailed mine back. And, um, it's, it's, I didn't even mention that to her. That's just, I don't think I mentioned anybody. That's the one I wanted, but. Right. I mean, there was only one left, so she yeah. couldn't pick it for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was the last one. And it was, it's, it's designed like that where it's gold in the middle and then red on either end. And I'm so happy because I was like, oh my God, it's the one I wanted. But it's, it's super, like, I'm going to be super careful with it because uh, they, they can't give instructions. Like if it falls off, just super glue it back on. But um I have bubble wrap over it. It's signed and it's in like a, um, like one of the, not my favorite type of jacket to put it in, which like seals, if that makes sense to where it kind of loops around the back and you, it has like a little like strip that'll seal. Right. So but, you're talking about like the cellophane bag that it slides sleeve. in. Some of them yeah. have so, where I mean, I'll leave it in that. Yeah. Because and I'm not going to store it near anything because I don't want to damage the wax seal at all. Or it'll be one that kind of like sets right. away from others. But yeah, it's it's cool. Right. It's number five out of thirty, and it has like I said has the design I wanted on it, and so it couldn't be more perfect. It actually, it's really cool because it's one of the only test pressings that actually has the label on it from the plant where it has like 
all that manufacturing information on it, which is on the outside jacket. Because most of I have oh, that's test cool. presses. I don't know how many. Don't ask me off the top of my head. But yeah, this I just thought it was really neat and unique. Um, wonderful piece to add to my collection. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. I am jealous of you. I wish I had done it because it is really cool. And the wax seal is just so neat. I I really wish I had done it. And unfortunately I didn't. So, and you got the last one as we've already discussed. Uh, One thing I have seen some people have done is some people have actually taken the wax seal off and then they've bought like these like plastic, like frames that are small that it could fit inside. So they have their, they are keeping like just the seal itself like framed and protected, which I do think looks kind of cool. I like the idea of if you can do it well, no. leaving it on the record, like you no. said. <laughs> but if somebody wants to like play the record, you know, that's something they know they're going to play, but they want to keep. Oh, yeah. Track. I mean, I'm going to listen to it. Not all the right. time or anything, but, but it's like one I'll break out to listen to. Kind of like how my yeah. beloved one. Like, I love that's like one of my favorite test presses I have because, like, the custom jacket and everything is so sick on it. Right. But yeah, it's it's definitely a piece I'm really, really ecstatic to have uh, in my collection. I'll have to take a picture and post it on Instagram at some point. But uh, yeah, I, I'm ha- I couldn't be happier with that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad the way it yeah. turned out. And then, um, uh, just like the whole process, even though it took a little bit longer than I would have liked, I'm just glad it worked out like it did. And I was able to get that. Like worst case scenario, I just would have kept the one. And I just been like, ah, man, I wish I had the wax seal on it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's also cool that they're. And it just goes to show you, it's like you know, we we talk about good people to to support and stuff like the fact that Katie was able to, was willing. You know, to do that. I mean, there's really no reason oh, yeah, not absolutely. to be willing to do it if they still had some available. But still, that is a little more hassle. You could not. You could just say, you know, sorry, we don't have that. You know, like, but the fact that she's like, yeah, if you send it back, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll send, um, and I'll I'll send you it out. You just, <clears throat> I'll just refund you, and then pay for, and then you just pay for the, the test press. You know, like people don't have to that's still extra work for them so like so that's still cool that they were willing to do that and then yeah it worked out perfect not only did you get the last one at all <laughs> no i mean there was only 30 i never i expected it to yeah. sell out when i chose not to get it and i just regret it now after seeing them well, here's but the, the fact that you got the well, one the... you wanted didn't even tell her cuz there's there's probably there's only 30 there was probably I wouldn't be surprised if single digits, the red and the gold, you're the, out of the different postings of it I've seen, you're the only one I've seen that didn't get just a red wax seal. I mean, I can tell, it's funny because I can point out, like there's a, uh, there's a picture on Discogs actually that has exactly, I'll tell you how it is. There's 10 that are all red. There's 10 that are all gold. Mm -hmm. And there's 10 that are um, with the, the silver through it. But if okay. you look at the picture on Discogs, mine is, they have it in order too, I guess, because mine is the fifth one over at the very bottom. 
but they have one that has like a heart shape on it and that's okay i guess but i don't really care if mine has a heart shape they have another one that has like an x Mm-mm. with the gold Eventually, i i nah. but it's like out of all the ones with the gold it's like probably my favorite too i'll i'll screen screen this yeah. and send it over but uh yeah it's it, there's only 10 like this and i have <laughs> i have it so right um, what i what i want to what i want you to do and i'll remind you if you don't you know, like if you forget, but this week you should post it to the top plays Instagram. Just post. Uh, I will. Yeah. I'll post it on both. Cause it does look and, cool. Uh, it definitely looks cool. It's Mine's bottom right on the picture I sent in, in messenger just now. It's the okay. bottom right is mine. Cause it goes, I'm assuming starting on the left one, two, three, four, five. Cause that's exactly what mine right there. Um, right. And I remember when you first sent it to me, but yeah, just looking at all of them. Yeah. I I like that one better too. Yeah. Uh what was really cool is I got 20% off on it, which put me under $100. So I got another one of those sick BC Club koozies cuz I lo- they're perfect for skinny cans. They're they are amazing like my San Pellegrino or if you have like you know like one of the like you have like a some like the some ban- a beers you have like the really skinny can. These hug the skinny can tight. I love it. It's amazing. Yep. So I got another koozie, which put me a hundred bucks in free shipping too. <laughs> so I got twenty percent off and free shipping. Nice double win. Yeah, what are the so like we talk about Emory Land and stuff like that? One of the benefits and being in those is they give you discount codes. So like twenty yeah, percent off, baby. 20, yeah, they give or free you, shipping. There's some for free shipping too, which right are, depending on the price, whichever is going right. to save you more money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's better to do free shipping. Sometimes it's better just to do the discount of percentage off. But that's something that's offered to all of the members because you pay to be in this membership. It also means you get a you get an album. So like, I got two questioned live. I only paid for one because being in Emeryland meant I was getting one, and it was a colored variant. And then I paid for another variant that i wanted that looked that looked cool same thing i got the uh the blue yeah the blue they have of question Live. i just thought it looked really cool like really cool mm-hmm. yeah so i got the one that has like this it's like clear and then it has the red like blob in the center and then i oh you're talking about Eve. no i'm talking about i'm talking about the question live Oh, I didn't realize they had a variant like that of Question mm-hmm. Life. Oh, yeah, that was the, the Emeryland exclusive one, wasn't it? Yes, that was the Emeryland exclusive. Okay. That's and then I also got the one that was supposed to mimic the artwork. So it was red on top and bottom with like a gold through the center of the record. Uh, yeah, that's the one I had pre-ordered. Right. And so, and so, yeah, I got two. I only paid for one. And then on same thing with Rub Some Dirt on it. I'm getting two. I paid for one. I paid for the one that is literally cut in the shape of a saw blade. That one does yeah, look sick. that looks really cool. And then I'm also getting another one because being in Emeryland means you get a physical release from them, which is really cool. But then on top of that, we do get these discounts for things mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, which I put to use because I ended up getting the the friend club records uh, cassette pressing of Eve. Cause I, I love Eve. It's such a great record or, you know, right. cassette in that regard. But uh, 
Uh, and then I got one of the BC mugs, one of the koozies, because I th- I actually might even have one of the koozies already. But the koozies are so nice, and it's so hard to find a can- one that I won't use them on a regular can because they'll stretch it out. And I just love the right. way it hugs the sun. Yeah, can. it's fantastic. For when you're drinking all your White Claw that I know you drink. <laughs> yeah, the the large array <laughs> of White Claw that I drink. Um, San Pellegrino <laughs> is perfect. That's why I love it. <laughs> it's like. Oh, or Red Bull because they have those like really like some cans. So, but uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. That's it was yeah. fun. I think that's it for me. Oh, I do want to mention um, it's a release that came out a few weeks ago that I have been really digging some of the tracks on, and it is uh, uh, Moments is the name of the album. M O M I N T S, one word. Moments by Tobe Nwigwe. He is a rapper out of Houston that's really been making a lot of waves lately. Uh, he is unsigned. He's independent. Really, it's him and his wife, uh, Fat. And uh, they just do incredible work. They do incredible videos. This They do all this like color aesthetic, which they've been doing like the color mint lately that's why it's called moments but this album is just really good uh one or two of the songs is on the uh playlist that i made my summer playlist that there in past episodes you can find the link to it it's on it's on apple music not on spotify so you have to have apple music to get it uh but but there are some great tracks on this album one of them lord forgive me oh my gosh it's so good and his wife fat just like rips a verse oh my goodness it's so good but uh there's some other really good tracks on it too that i really like so i've been i've been listening to it quite a bit lately as well so i just sent you a link for the uh the vinyl (laughs) It's on mint too. Oh, the Mo Mints vinyl? Yeah. I looked yeah. the other day and there wasn't a vinyl for Mo Mints yet. Yeah, this is the one they just posted. I just saw it tonight, I meant to send it over to you. Sorry, my Okay. Cough. Cool. I'll definitely look at that. I have not been buying as much vinyl lately. Um, yeah, this was not here when I looked before. It's a minty LP. I do have, I pre-ordered, it's still available because he hasn't sold all of them, but I did I did yeah. pre-order his live recording that came out like a year, year and a half ago. I remember seeing it on Instagram one night and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of money, bye. <laughs> and I immediately bought it because <laughs> at the time they're like, we're just doing this limited run. And then of course they've done it more since then and it's still available but it came with the record. It's four. It's like a four LP total. And it came with um, the CD, which I've never touched the CD. Uh, it also came in very bad packaging. It was in cardboard at least, but like one side wasn't even sealed. They literally, it was literally Ooh. a cardboard box that they had flattened out. And put it in the, <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I got it, 
but it survived. It made it. It survived. It was as poorly as it was packaged. It was still packaged better than if you just put it in a bag or a bubble mailer, you know, because at least it was cardboard and, you know, but, um, but no, I will probably end up pre-ordering this because it's, it's a good album. There's a lot of tracks on it. I really enjoy. So. I need to, I, I listened to part of it one day at work, but it was one of those records I couldn't, I didn't have AirPods in or anything. So that's the next one I want to listen to. Right. Um, and, he, and, and they're pretty, they're actually, when it comes to hip hop, they're actually pretty clean uh, in their stuff. So like, aside from the fact that it just doesn't really fit our shop, um, I wouldn't have to worry too much about like the language that you have with some hip hop around customers because uh, they're for the most part pretty clean, but yeah, there Tobey is some, is someone that in the last like year and a half to two years, I've been pushing super hard at people. He, the stuff they're doing is excellent. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep myself from laughing. Why? <laughs> what are you laughing at? in the house i i made the mistake of after i sent you a message just to see what was sent over in the house to chat because i was gonna send this meme and i saw we are so like going off <laughs> unprofessional right now i saw a picture of your doppelganger <laughs> that is okay that is not my doppelganger no no <laughs> no no and also, this is horrible podcasting because no one knows what we're talking about. Oh, no one knows what we're talking about right oh. now. There's I no mean, reference to this. <laughs> but no, I can't control it, man. I'm gonna lose it. Um, the mustache is way too long, but <laughs> God, that's so funny. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. All right. Is there any out of anything right. else you have? Any out of bounds you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay, I will say people go see Vengeance. It's really, really good indie flick. Go see Vengeance. It's a completely dialogue-driven uh, movie, but it's good. It was very enjoyable. I saw that the other day. I also saw Nope. Oh, nope was. I, I, I haven't watched it yet. I have it downloaded. So Stop watch. telling people that you download stuff. <laughs> what? Stop telling. It was all good. It was you're, all legal. You're, it's, it was legal. People... It's still in the theaters. <laughs> it's, it's also on my hard drive. It's in my hard drive, you know. Uh, I saw Top Gun uh, last week, and holy cow. I thought it was going to be a good movie. Told you. And it's a real it's like it's like it's a borderline great movie it's just really awesome like it's everything you'd want in a movie it's not like gonna win best picture at the oscar i would say it's a but right i would say it's a great movie it makes you feel all the feels it's like everything you'd want in a movie is is in that movie and i enjoyed it i I never even saw the first top gun i just went in (laughs) ready to watch it and it was well you don't have to no as much as if you did watch it because that was such a big movie in like cinematic history you don't have to know that movie i mean i haven't seen that movie since i was a little kid you don't have to know that movie to watch this yeah one. you don't because i I knew what the only thing i and i knew and this is 
spoiler, I guess, is I knew that Goose was dead from the first movie, but I, that's like I knew that already. I've you no know, not seen. And it if yet. you've and if you've watched any of the trailers for this movie, you know that one of the characters in this movie is Goose's son. You may not have known that going in, yeah. but if you followed any of the trailers, that said. So it's a good movie. All right. Um I'm good. We'll end this uh next week. Maybe we'll do well this is we'll see what it looks like. I know we have the uh the battle of our teams on Saturday for the backups battle and for uh the right to that dub. I don't even know. I mean I'll be at work when it's on, so I don't I'll probably I may put it on like the iPad or something just in the shop, but I doubt I'll pay that much attention to it just because it's preseason. So eh, yeah, just like I said, me, Steelers. <laughs> Right. Go Jags. We're terrible, but go Jags. (laughs) Top Plays Podcast. Top Plays.